The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. And good morning to you and urine out there in the listening, viewing, podcasting world. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Yes, yes, we're back after a long little, a long and little, both of those are applicable. Memorial Day weekend break. None of us have any idea what day it is. I, I literally, I, 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 this morning I was having a hard time coming up with exactly what day are we on at this point. Still, it wasn't long enough to really completely let go of everything. No, um, not at all. Took um, some time away from town, so we'll get to the upfront wrap-up here in a second. I'm going to ask you guys to help fill in a few blanks for me, some things that happened over the course of the weekend, of course. I hope everybody had a good holiday weekend one way or the other, if at all possible. Yeah, except I got shot at, and that kind of sucked. Oh, really? I look forward to hearing that story. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the club. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Welcome to the club. It was an accident, but yeah. Okay. Um, a brave, beautiful, inevitable concept, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, put together here by these good quality folks here, Brian Stone, Russell Stroud, Jen Lambert, and moi, uh, Jeff Stiles. And uh, we try to get as, as many important factoids into your brain as possible in the morning. And we do a pretty darn good job of it. Certainly surpassed the competition out there in traditional morning radio shows or TV shows, getting all the goods to you. Um, very fast, thank you to Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee for being our presenting sponsor. Uh, they can't do anything about the price of gas, though. Wow. Up five cents a gallon since yesterday. Thanks, right, Obama. I, I noticed I, I stopped. You know, got some gas, did what I normally do, you know, get three dollars worth a cupcake yeah. and a Red Bull and and yeah, and the rest of, of a 20 in my mm-hmm. tank. And uh, I, I looked and noticed it was about four fifty of a gallon. A gallon. Right. I was going, oh, my God, <laughs> this morning it was four sixty seven a gallon. Are you and serious? Yeah, four sixty seven. I didn't even notice it this morning. That is the uh, that is the national average. So uh, wherever I stopped this morning, it, it's keeping up with the national average, which normally we're a little bit cheaper around here. But I, I did. I did the math. I heard uh, there were a couple of stories over the course of the weekend. People saying they were having to quit their jobs or hesitate going back to their jobs going in. Some people are actually suing, saying, "Let me continue to work from home because it's going to cost me a thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. for gas." And I went, "I wonder what outside salespeople are doing." I, 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 I mean, th- they I just drive lit- around all day. I thought that doesn't seem to be that far out of out of range. And I just did the math real quick. And, Came up with about $800 a month. That's insane. $800 a month in gas. My God. That's crazy. That's, I mean, that's 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 a house payment, y'all. That's yeah. a house payment. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, for, for most anybody in our neck of the woods. I mean, that's, that's a, a little remarkable. bit over, yeah. That's uh, a little bit over. Gas has been this high before. It was in 2008, but it only lasted for yeah. about a month or yeah, two. Yeah, that's right. And, and the way you, they're talking. It, it plummeted down, and I can't remember why, but that... Oh, yeah, it, it, it dropped down to like a dollar twenty nine after yeah, that. Yeah, it was it awesome. Was, it was, it was, the, it was kind of preposterous. The language that they're using to me is a little bit concerning, the, both the, the administration and the economists in that they're acting like this is going to be long-term, like long, long-term, and I'm not too happy about that. No, nobody is. Adjusted uh, for inflation is still not the highest uh, ever. But, no, the highest uh, ever no, was in the seventies. It's uh, it's 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 not good. And uh, again, I the, the 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 thin line between 
Inflation and price gouging is really bothering me. I, I don't. I'm not sure where not the line the same is thing. anymore. They're not the same thing. No, I'm really not. I, I, if you're if you're a lone station out in the middle of nowhere, in which we have a lot of those around here, when you're on your drive, if you leave, you know Dunlap heading toward Crossville, mm-hmm. you better make sure you have a full tank when you leave Pikeville. Yeah, because there's a long drive up there through the mountains and ain't nothing. Oh, and a place like that, I mean, yeah. they, I guess they can set their price for whatever they want to set it on. They I'm are, not sure exactly who is the judgment of gouge. There are regulations regarding that from the, um, uh, geez, what is it? The NEA, National Energy Administration? Gouge Masters. Something like that. <laughs> um, but they do have regulations on that where they can't be above a certain dollar level above other gas stations. And that was actually a big problem during national disasters where they their supply is cut off, right? So they have to limit how many people can get gallons of gas so they have to raise their price in order to control supply that's like uh, like when during national disasters you see um the price of a bottle of water go up to like five dollars and people complain about it well it's because they have to limit supply sure supply and demand supply and demand yeah so if you're that gas station out in the middle of nowhere even the supply and demand thing's getting a little gray area on me here i mean corporate profits are astronomical yeah, I mean, as long as they're rolling in dough at the upper echelons of the oil companies, I'm not going to feel like it's too big a crisis yet. Mm. You know, when they're when they're going, we don't know what to do. We're panicking. Yeah, too, a very, too uh, big to fail, level. right? Yeah, too exactly. big to fail. That's yeah. the thing is that production has not slowed anywhere in the world. <laughs> no, so think they're about cranking that. it up. Yeah. I mean, they're firing new, you know, old. Hey, guess what happens again. when you shut down economies yeah. over the flu? Hey, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Uh, Pride, hey, the flu shut down the economy. Pride Week going on. You'll you'll see events hither and yon about uh, Pride Week. I do find this one tiny little bit of conversation to be interesting though, because it's coming from a different uh, angle. It's coming from inside the LGBTQ movement, and that is, do these events have to be family-friendly? Inside, have, the, inside the gay industry. Yeah, inside the <laughs> gay ink, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and seriously, they said, do these events have to be family-friendly? Have y'all noticed that all of the local events, and I'm, again, I was in and out of the local media market quite a bit over the last several days, so I only caught bits and pieces, but they were saying, it's a family-friendly event, come on down to Miller Plaza, Miller Park, wherever mm-hmm. it's going to be. And there are people that are saying, I was finally released from my pain and suffering and shame by going to a gay pride event, but it wasn't a family-friendly event. These people were radical. They were taking the mic. They were speaking truth to power, and I needed to hear that. And they're beginning to say, if we're just passing out, you know, balloon animals and, you know, snow cones to the kids and trying to make it family-friendly, it might not be actually doing the job. I agree. It's become, so I find, that, I find that intriguing. It's just like, uh, you know, black liberation was in the 60s. It's become corporatized. It's become, uh, it's become a, a selling point. It's not ever what it was back in the day. It's just corporate nonsense. Uh, we lost Ray Liotta over the course of the long weekend, 67 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. gosh. I, I'm not well, going to you know. say it's young anymore, but it's definitely younger than we're you know used to losing most people. I didn't see any details on his death. I was I talking about this. A, of, yeah, I think he had a heart attack in okay. his sleep. All right. I was talking yeah. about this with my, with my parents because the news came out on the day that we went to dinner for my mom's birthday, and she turned uh, 62. So she's like, man, this guy turned 67. This is you know kind of yeah. worrisome. And, and I said, well, you know what? 
Ray Liotta, he lived a high-stress life being an actor. He smoked regularly. Yeah. Probably did all sorts of drugs in the 80s. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Just look at him. Look at his, look at the, the age on his face. Now, compare it to mine. Well, you, yeah, <laughs> I think we could draw a direct line. Lots of plastic surgery. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it looked that. weird. And I told my mom, I said, Mom, you've never smoked. I know. You don't do drugs. I know. And your kids are out of the house. You're going to live to be 100. Well, I watched Goodfellas over the weekend for the first time since I was a teenager. Yeah. Great movie. Henry Hill. What a character. Movie's not that good. Hey, oh, what, what, Brian, what a character. Why? Because it's dated? <laughs> no, you know what? No. Hey, I'm glad you <laughs> oh said that. Oh, my God. You know, good fellowship. As I say every time, it should have been 10 hours. There, what do you like? It wasn't there, long enough. There, no, there, there was too much. There was too many gaps in the story. <laughs> four years later. There no. were, there were Tell three, me about the four years. Three gangster movies. He went to jail. Ten minutes later, he was yeah. out. <laughs> They went, what, what happened in jail for four years? There were three big ones that came out at the same time. One was Goodfellas. The other one was, uh, oh, my oh, God. Am I funny? Am I funny to you? The, co the Coen Brothers. Wait, the Coen Brothers. Miller's Crossing. Yes. Oh, oh what a great Crossing. movie that and was. And then there was another one. And, and Miller's Crossing was the superior movie by I loved far. It. Loved it. Uh, with Gabriel Byrne in the lead role. Yes. And, and it just got completely just shadowed by Goodfellas. I, I don't think so. It. And, I, and it, the thing is, I was going to bring up Ray's laugh he couldn't disguise that laugh it was the same in oh, Goodfellas his performance as it was, was in fantastic. Field of Dreams yes. when he's Shoeless Joe Jackson his performance was great the movie itself just sucks it's, it's, it takes an hour and a half for me to understand why I care yeah. and then it's over in 45 minutes I think you have an empathy problem an hour and a half to understand why <laughs> I'm watching this now, now, and then 45 as soon as it gets good it's almost over I will, what the hell? I'll bring up the fact that so top, wait, top at the gun, scene where he's yeah. like on drugs and he's like running from the cops and his wife almost shoots him and all this stuff. You're going, oh, I get it now. Well, my whole point with the laugh is nobody <laughs>, laughs like that if they haven't partied hard in their life. They have, uh. they've had to let go of a few reins at some point to let their brain and their their laughter mechanism go to that maniacal level that he had. Uh, yeah. Top Gun, you know, made a, a hundred million dollars plus over the uh, course of the weekend. Hundred and sixty million. Hundred. Uh, so we can almost, all admit that's a cartoon of a franchise of a yeah, movie. And is. and and the thing is though all but the, people love it that's the fine. critics people the did. critics they loved it. the critics are raving about it. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. A notoriously that's harsh correct. audience. That's correct. Um, I mean the the whole like so, I have no interest. I didn't like the first movie. I, I thought did. that was a super overrated movie. I liked movie. the first one. I'm not a fan of the nostalgia industrial complex. I don't like what they're doing with uh <laughs> I don't like I don't like what they're doing with uh, with Star Wars. I don't like what they're doing with well, Jurassic Park. Well, here's what Park I have to say about Top Gun. I did not see it but i did see a couple of frames of val kilmer How's boy look? they did a good job did they that's they good. really made him look good that's well, good you know i like val kilmer they looked like he was dying a few years yeah. well he we'll is get into, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get into uh, the stranger things phenomenon just a little bit too uh watched it all went ahead and just binged it uh everybody in my family was looking forward to it so it wasn't hard didn't have to worry about skipping around because everybody wanted to watch it at the same time and we mm -hmm. we bored right through it uh, I know you're going to bring it up later. I've always been a huge fan of Kate Bush. She oh, only yeah. had one hit record Me in America, too. but the rest of the world was her oyster yeah. from 16 years of age on when she was discovered by Dave Gilmore. And I'll tell David I'll, Gilmore or Peter Gabriel. David Gilmore discovered her okay. and launched her career. Then Peter Gabriel kind of took her under his wing, and I've always said she is the female Peter Gabriel. That's the way yeah. I would describe okay. her to somebody. Sure. And most folks in America don't know her. They don't know her music. Because but suck. her song. Running up that hill is so intrinsically woven into this series, this mm -hmm. whole season of Stranger Things. It's now the number one song in America yeah. for the first time. 
Wow. First time ever she's got a number one hit in it's America. It's not the remake because somebody's remade that recently. No, no, there's been so several many remakes. Covers. But I mean, but, starting but, a couple but of a years ago. Prominent uh, yeah. female voice has remade yes. that. I can't yes. remember her name. Oh, I've, wasn't I've, it Miley I've, Cyrus? No, I actually. No. No, Miley's done it. I've actually used it in a rock. But I mean, theology. recorded I it and, and released about. it. Yeah, yeah you know, she it, did a remake of it for the 2014 Olympics. The one that was in London. Anyway, she did a remake of it on her own for the Olympics. It was really good. She's in. I sent you guys actually a small. Even say mini documentaries. It was just about Kate Bush running up that hill. Mm-hmm. So I was called done by the BBC. Yeah, there's a guy that they interview who actually wrote a book called "Waiting for Kate Bush," because the people that were fans always said, "Why doesn't she put out more material?" Because she didn't want to. She's like a, it, it, she, she's like she's York. A, she just does what she wants. Yeah, she does exactly what she wants. Yeah, to Meg do. Myers is who's releasing it recently. Thank you. Not a household name. I used that in Rockyology, as a matter of fact. But anyway, it was interesting to see how something like that can just. She I mean, was, there are there are tons of people in America discovering her for the first time, and she came out again in 78, 79. Yeah. Yeah. Running Up That, that Hill cover brings up about 25,000. Sure. Yes, <laughs> there are yes. lots of them. I've and, done one. and Russell, and, remember Strambertology? I was going to, I changed the song, the yeah. Biffy Clyro yeah. song. I was going to do the Biffy cover. Of running up that hill. But then uh, you didn't want to. You didn't want to follow like, like sheeple in a pack. Well, no, I didn't know. Well, wake it, up, sheeple. The last thing I'll do it before we get out of the intro here is I'm going to read you guys this. Uh, we did, of course, I did an episode of Rockyology, the first in almost a year now. Yeah. Then they followed up, and Jen and Russell did Strambertology. They're they're reaching there on the name, but it, it worked. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And and th- this one comes in from one of our friends who listens down in uh, Southwest Georgia. Goes, I give Strambertology a strong nine out of ten. <laughs> Props to Jen for Robert Plant's Little Maggie and to Russell for his Hazard Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Oh, Hazard, yeah, Robert Hazard. Hazard Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Well, the, the voice to text. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, punctuation's not Russell, great. comma. But yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. All right, let's 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 go ahead and then get this thing started. Uh, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. With death and uh, destruction? Russell Stroud has some headlines for you, of course. Okay, well, are, right? it's not a party. This is not funny. A semi-truck loaded with chickens hit a guardrail and tipped over into the median of I-24 at Lookout Valley. Dozens of chickens were pronounced dead at the scene. That's foul. While the survivors were rushed to... <laughs> while the survivors are rushed to a nearby poultry plant to be killed later. The driver of the truck was trapped nice. inside the wreck. Bystanders rushed to his aid trying to pry, sorry, trying to pry open a door to free him. Uh, firemen then took over and got him out after about 90 minutes of fighting with the wreckage. The driver did sustain injuries, but he's expected to be okay. I and hate those chicken that's trucks. That's why we can have a little bit of fun about it. I feel sorry for them. You got your wish then. Have you ever been to McDonald's? Look, that's not the point. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it is the point. In Catoosa- I don't go to McDonald's. All right, all right. No more fun. In Catoosa County, authorities are trying to track down a hit-and-run driver who killed another motorist. The GSP says that a white truck with a spreader bed, like the kind they use in agriculture and such, slammed into a Ford Taurus on the driver's side door near Mount Pisgah Road and then sped away. The Taurus was thrown into a ditch. The driver taken to the hospital where she was pronounced dead. If you know who the driver of that truck was, contact the authorities. New information is coming regarding the shooting which occurred on Basswood Drive in the Bonnie Oaks area. It happened late last week. Reports say the police responded to a call about a person shot. At the scene, they found a 55-year-old man bleeding profusely from his face. A bullet was recovered from an exit wound in his nasal area. The suspect, the man's wife, Audrey Johnson, claimed the shooting was an accident, but the police are not buying that. They say the victim was shot twice in the back of the head, kind of hard to do by accident. He's expected to be okay, surprisingly, but Audrey Johnson was charged with attempted criminal homicide.
died and was taken to Silverdale. Now from the place where he is, where we all wish we could Wait be. Wait a minute, it's you're, Dave not even gonna, you're not even talking about the shooting? Okay, never mind. No, we're going to get to we'll it. We'll come back to that. Big time decisions are big, being made. I'm Dave Hooker off the hook sports. They're being made in Destin, Florida. It is the SEC spring meetings. We'll make a lot of the SEC media days that'll be in July, but a lot of that is coach talk. A lot of that is reporters that are looking to catch up with the rest of the conference besides the team they cover. This is a little bit different. SEC spring meetings will include all athletic directors, uh, basketball coaches, football coaches as well, and big-time decisions could be made. The groundwork could be laid on what exactly NIL means in terms of recruiting. It's gotten way, way, way out of hand. But the decision that may be made this week is one that you want to keep an eye on, and that's the permanent opponent basis. How will the schedule work out with Texas and Oklahoma coming into the conference? Will Tennessee and Alabama be an annual rival? Will Georgia and Auburn be an annual rival? Let's face it, other than history, other than nostalgia, those two rivalries aren't fantastic. Auburn, Georgia's pretty good. Tennessee and Alabama has been one-sided with Alabama or one-sided throughout the history, but Alabama certainly dominated recently, but it's been a series of streaks. So do you turn your back on history and tradition and move forward with maybe more salacious matchups? Well, that's up for the SEC to decide. Me, I would hate to see those traditional rivalries fall by the wayside. Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. I do actually remember a time when Tennessee used to regularly beat Alabama. Um, no. it's hard, yeah, hard, mid-90s to hard, around yeah. mid-2000s. Hard to imagine now, but it was, I mean, it was kind of a firm W that you could, uh, you know, bank on. Um, all right, before we, I, since Dave Hooker's here, I should have actually squoze this in in the first part of the show and that was you know generally when we do a little bit of talk about sports and Brian just you're you're the you're the resident baseball fan um what exactly happened in Anaheim for them to lose their stadium deal I just know that they said there was corruption on some level I don't know if it was city county state or if it was the angels but they had this huge 320 million dollar deal on the table for a new stadium and it just got the boot and they said that they, they, they didn't trust the numbers? I, I wish I, I could g- yeah. give you insight. I don't know. I didn't see that. They were looking to get a new stadium for the Angels? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. They, Oakland's been looking for a new stadium for 25 years. The, the voters don't want money going towards stadiums, it would appear. I mean, lots, the Dodgers have the third oldest stadium in the in the country and it's a it's a good facility angels that it's not much uh newer than that probably built in the 60s maybe 70s grab a a sentence a a random sentence or two an fbi investigation into corruption and anaheim the city prompted the city council last tuesday to cancel the 320 million dollar sale of angel stadium and the 153 acres of surrounding property hmm. uh then this was all led by the angels owner art moreno and uh, those yeah, godless uh liberals out yeah, in, uh, I, in in california do not want to put money towards stadiums and that's I, all I, there is to it if only they had sports intertwined with religion maybe they would do it they don't know how to do it right i'm actually curious i'm very curious about that is i, I had not heard that because actually that stadium is held up well 
Uh, Dodger Stadium's held up well, and then Oakland Stadium yeah. is a, a, a toilet bowl. They have I've fun, heard that, they, they, they have fun wrong out there, uh, to quote Sheldon Cooper. All right, um, <laughs> we uh, the the Big Bang guy. I know that um, show well, and I didn't even get that right. <laughs> yeah, they have fun wrong out there. Okay, uh, big heat wave up in the Northeast. We were dealing with you know moderate temperatures for this time moderate. of year for us. It was in the nineties. It was in the nineties <laughs> with humidity, but I mean, still, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's I could hear June. the woman it's from June. A, I could hear the the woman singing in the soundtrack from Dune as I stepped out. June is busting out all over. <laughs> Get ready for a good old fun drought. It's going to be dry for but, the next weeks. Uh, meanwhile, up in Jersey City, it was ninety-seven degrees in the Northeast. Good they're Lord. really not used to it up there. All right, they certainly don't welcome it with a huge heat bubble that they got concrete-wise. Okay. You want to talk about it now? Yes, talk about it. Talk about it. I get texts. Uh, no no phone calls can be can be maintained on the cell service that I had up in Madisonville, but I could get texts, and I got a flood of them. Uh, we were up late watching Stranger Things, and suddenly there's an active shooter in downtown Chattanooga. Yep. Cody was was at work on the North Shore. We're locked down. People have either left or they're not going to leave. Yeah. Everybody was freaking out. And active shooter, active shooter. I said, what, what is happening? I couldn't get any information. Next day, it seemed to be not as serious. And then as the, the more I look it into it, serious. it seems pretty doggone serious to yeah. me. Groups, and you fill in the blanks or correct me if I'm wrong, sure. three groups youths all of them teenagers they got they got that wrong too out of the six who were wounded five of them were 15 one was 13 right so no adults were shot two are still in critical condition yeah they're described as very very critical don't know anything else beyond that and that's that's the the truth and potentially the unintended you know person that they were trying yeah the uh sorry i don't mean to interrupt you the uh police chief came out with a statement i think last night i'm wanting to say talking about the the whole situation and she said that it appears that one of the people was the intended target right and the rest were collateral damage sure so when we're talking about you know this age group we're talking about violence regarding this age group it's at 11 o'clock at night on the corner of cherry and walnut there's no real solid motive for 15 year olds give me a break let's get let's crack the case unless it's like drugs or or gangs or something they were out what does the motive even change the fact four minutes a bunch of kids with guns that their parents don't pay attention to their damn lives it's Mm. troubled youth oh no we got a gang problem no we got troubled 11 o'clock curfew that we have remember that do you you all remember that we actually have a curfew in the city of chattanooga at 11 11 o'clock. I violated you're it 18 many times. and under, you're supposed to be at home or right. somewhere else. And so they were out. Um, music and movies in the park down there at Miller Park was sure. going on. Sure. And I don't know if that's – it sounded to me like it started – probably up higher in the tourist area you know if you think about it elevation wise oh, the, the hunter and walnut and it dropped down to where the actual shooting occurred right which was just kind of catty corner to the aquarium at cherry right. cherry and market yes. right i don't know how often you guys go and down. long and long gun that's all i heard was long gun no i heard it was two pistols okay so whatever. there you i'm saying they're just super super confused yeah i mean it doesn't really matter either it's the fact is that people were shot but um the the area down there, I don't know how often you guys have been in that area late at night, but I've been there I have. fairly often. Yes. yes. Used to live so then, there. Yeah, so then you know, like, it's not uh, it's not all uh, rainbows and flowers, you know? There's a lot of seedy people who hang out in that area. Dude, I, 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 I tell the story later, but, I mean, there was one time we were doing Riverfront Nights, and one of those, you know, fights broke out between kids, and, of course, the masses run to the fight right not away from it and it was literally right in the middle of market street 
on the south end of the bridge right there at the aquarium plaza and traffic was stopped in both directions i was you know had been you know given the job of pulling up our barriers our street barriers for riverfront nights because the concert was wrapping up we needed to go ahead and open up the roadways and stuff i'm in a pickup truck and i'm barely moving through this crowd and they were banging on the truck and flipping Mm -hmm. me birds i'm just gonna excuse me excuse me i'm not what am i gonna do mouth off and get my brains blown out you know and I, i i just realized I didn't need to stop moving. Right. If I stopped completely, I was going to become You'd be a part and parcel of this mob mm-hmm. that was taking place. This was several years ago. This was five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. And so I just continued inching along until I finally was able to make a drastic turn and get myself out of it. And then I just ran straight down there and I told everybody I didn't have, you know, I had a cell phone, but I didn't have the radios or better walkie talkies. I said, keep anybody from going up there. Don't send anybody up there. It used to be, you know, if there was a fight in a hallway at school or behind the lockers or something like that, people would show up for it. But nowadays, when you know that there's going to be firearms more than likely brandished, why would you run to a scenario like this? In case you, I guess you just really want to get shot or something. God almighty, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Over the course of the holiday weekend, 15 mass shootings, defined as four or more people shot, not including the gunman. Right. That's the new definition. That's a Just very so small that. pool, too, because that happens like multiple times a night in most cities. Nine dead, 60 injured over the course of the weekend. By the way, the upfront wrap-up, that's the pretty, name of this segment. It's pretty low, actually. Brought to you by CADIS, Counts for Alcohol and Drug Abuse Services. Don't think that that it doesn't come into play sounds pretty high too. to me. Well, nine, Let's talk years. to Chicago and get some numbers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Thank you very much, CADIS. All right, we'll continue down. I know, and, of course, Riverbend this weekend, coming up this weekend, it's the earliest we've seen Riverbend in a long time. It used to always be the first full week of June. Now, of course, they've shortened the event. So here you are, the first full weekend of June, and it's right on top of us. And they're having to triple, quadruple security to make people feel safe coming back downtown. Sure. No more volunteer no, security. No, yeah, nobody was nobody was, Police was fearing officers. coming downtown for years. There's yeah, nothing unsafe only. about Riverbend. There's nothing unsafe about I'm anything going on downtown. These are children's right. The, the adults, people walking around, minding their business are not in danger. I no. saw the layout. Yeah. Of the, of Don't go running to the crowd. Yeah. That, that would be that would be my strong advice. Generally, the, the advice is if you hear gunshots, go the opposite direction. Yeah, go direction. the opposite direction. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a reason why we don't know any of the names of these people. They're all underage. They're all children. They all have parental units that allow handguns to get in their hands. Dangerous, yes, but are you in danger downtown? No, you're not. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. It's it's a it's an encapsulated problem. Park Ridge has filed, has filed, and we didn't think they were going to. All the indicators that they were going to drop it. But no, they did not. Uh, Parkridge has filed a complaint against CHI Memorial and yep. uh, their establishment of that new hospital down in North Georgia, which is very needed no matter what they tell you uh, about yeah, the absolutely. need for beds. It would just be good for the community and at large. Uh, Why you, would more hospitals ever be a problem? I, as, as, <laughs> I mean, again, we, we don't have a problem building hotels. Mm-hmm. We can build five hotels for every you know bed that's needed in this town, and somehow they always stay full. We saw during the COVID crisis, I mean, just how fast a hospital can fill. Yeah. Isn't there argument that they don't feel like they need another hospital that offers exactly the same 
Well, it doesn't offer exactly. That, that is their argument, but it does yeah. not offer the exact right. competition. The good for the market, right? Uh, the argument from proponents, I'll try to be neutral here, the argument from proponents of the hospital being built is uh, the new hospital would actually include new facilities that the old one does not, for instance, radiology, mm-hmm. uh, MRIs, et cetera. It's the kind of thing that they would normally send you to Erlanger for. Right. So why send people be across the state? realistic right? about it for a second. I'm, we're, we're going to have some downtime coming up very soon because I have to have some elective surgery done. Mm-hmm. Now, it's needed. It's necessary. It's elective in the sense that I have time to pick where I want to go. That's basically what it boils down, but it needs to happen and quickly. Sure. So, I mean, I, I would rather have multiple choices yeah. you know, who give me multiple you know, options. This is how fast we think you'd be able to get back to life think about a recovery. Let's think about worst case scenario for a minute as well. Now, we know how bad things got here during COVID. And things actually weren't that bad here during COVID when it came to hospitalizations, right? Because Erlanger was never over capacity. Awesome. Imagine like something horrible happens, like a 9-11 scale thing, but here. Erlanger would get overrun. It just would, and it's not their fault. They're just not set up for they that They were kind running of thing. out of beds. Right, so where are they gonna go? Do you send them to Tanova? Sure. Do you send them Memorial, to- Memorial, Park Ridge? Exactly, you need more options. The more options, the better. Uh, we are in the 100th day of war, if I have the counting down right, in Ukraine, and we have a new missile system heading to Severodonetsk, somewhere like that. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm taking a <laughs> shot, and I'm looking at you. If y'all don't correct me, I have I'm no gonna idea. Go Severodonetsk, uh, the Himars rocket system, and I can describe it to you, and you can picture it in your head. It's the last time that we used it, it was goes in boom. Iraq, and it's just a big truck chassis that has a bunch of little, uh, you know, little uh, receptacles on the back that look like they'd be holding pencils and a, you know, a school, you know. It looks uh, like a crayon box. Yeah, exactly, crayon box, <laughs> except these things that come shrieking out of them go anywhere from uh, a mile to 300 miles and are n- completely guided by satellite. They hit where you want them to hit. With great force, the Russians have said, we are elevating and the chances of Ukrainian army folks launching them into Russian territory, not just to defend themselves, mm-hmm. has got them all upset, saying, you're, you know, you're, you're throwing off the balance of power here. We're supposed to be winning here. I know. I was going to say, but that's, hey. that's clearly, we're not in this to, 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 to drum up a draw. We're in this to run them back out of the country, if we possibly can, and restore Ukraine to where it used to be. But I don't think we're ever going to get there, as my personal Imagine opinion. if, like, you're watching, uh, I like to picture these, these wars as boxing matches because I'm infantile. Imagine it's a boxing <laughs> match, and, like, Russia has, you know, concrete in their, a plaster in their gloves, and they're just beating the tar out of Ukraine. Yeah. But Ukraine, you know, it's got some tricks. It's using some body shots, some good maneuvers. And then uh, the U.S. comes in and uh, into Ukraine's corner and says, here you go, bud, we got you some plaster-covered yeah, put this, boxing gloves for you, too. Put and, this horseshoe in your right you and know. And the Russians glove. go, hey, you can't yeah. do that. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bounce around a little bit. Let's go ahead and stay local for a second. Uh, Sabrina Smedley's contesting <laughs> of the vote was completely just, just, just almost laughed out of the building. I shouldn't say it like that. I mean, it was a it strong was, vote. Though. 35 to 10. Is anyone surprised? And no. Half, she's not surprised. Half of the local delegation voted for it. Half of them voted against no, it. No, there was a few so that even... played the this is wrong. There was a few on her side. Yeah. It wasn't completely like 100% ha, 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 get out of here. Uh, well, the thing is, yeah, they're 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 going to close these primaries just 
Because uh, they have to. We don't know when. The yeah. 318 well, they don't votes. Have to do anything. Here's either. what they said. We we know that there was a lot of crossover voting, but we don't know who they voted for. Exactly. That's they why said, it's we, a we can't, secret we ballot. Can't, we can't make a judgment call just saying, yeah, there were a bunch of people who crossed over the lines to vote by design. It doesn't by design. matter who yes, they voted by design. To. Exactly. They were asked to. Or I just, I'm going to vote against the lesser of the evils that I see coming my way. Sure. And I mean, that, that I'm just using it in generic sense. Well, Matt so, Adams was a sure thing for the Democrats. He's going to get the nomination because yeah. he's the only person all on the, their ticket. All these bogus claims of the way that, oh, they're trying to make voting harder. you got to have an ID. You can't have a water in line. Blah, blah. All this nonsense. Closing primaries would be legitimately saying we are trying to make voting difficult for people to right, deal with. Right. Closing it's, primaries would be saying we are purposely trying to make sure voting is difficult for people to do. And deal. Uh, the 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 court again, you know, just it, it has has completely conflicted itself. You now have the Supreme Court. You got Judge Alito weighing in, reversing the appellate court's decision. To go ahead and count the absentee ballots in Pennsylvania, it's oh, yeah. so tight and so close up there. They're going to do this recount again. By the way, there were five recounts on the voting here locally yeah. in the county mayor's race. They all came up the same yep. with Weston Wap winning by 318 votes over Sabrina Smedley. Now, I'm they, glad they're they're not going to reverse I'm that. I'm glad that Matt Hollander pulled back on the Sabrina yeah. situation. I, I have a, he still signed the damn thing. So he did, a, but, but then he kind of... Put him, took himself out of he that. He just signed it because it was convenient. But, but the, too Pennsylvania, damn late. the Pennsylvania thing, now this the Supreme Court's weighed in on it. It's bound to go there well, the, I mean, we, on appeal. Before we go to that, I have a question real quick. Um, sure. When you vote in Tennessee, I've only voted in Georgia. When you vote in Tennessee, is it a digital ballot, right? Sometimes. It is now. It is now. Okay, it's so not, like, it wasn't where I voted. Really? Well, I was going to say, what do, you yeah, mean, yeah. what do you mean digital ballot? Yeah, so like the paper machine. punch or, or a machine. I, I just voted digitally for the first time in 2020. I darkened the circles and put it in. So there you yeah. go. So yeah. thing I've ever so my, okay. mine, mine was all was all touchscreen. So in Georgia, touch in Georgia, it's it's a touchscreen, right? You just go in and it's this big like tablet thing, and you really? get the selections. Yeah. yeah, and then it spits out a That's card. That's what I, mine is too. It huh. spits out a card. You give the and, card to the yeah, attendant, and then and they the card. All you do is is take it in your hand and hand it to somebody, and they go, "Okay." So thank you, you digitally on a touchscreen, and then it vote. shoots out what you, you still end up getting a paper ballot that that hmm. shows what you just did. Yeah, they have to give you paper without looking at it. Yeah, you know, whatever. You know, stick I don't in care. There I think the way it. we do it is better. Where you fill in I the dots, know. I don't slide know it in the better. thing. No, I disagree. I think the digital one is better because it's less confusing. It's I've still nice got big, carpal tunnel from taking the SAT back in 1977. How complicated is to is it ovals, to color in ovals, an oval? Ovals. I have ovals. problems reading. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know how to read. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mayor Pat dead at 91. Considered by many to be one of the the leading you know advocates of our area. I'll, I'll say this. He, he was a very colorful character. Now, he was out of office before I got here, but his shadow loomed very large, and it was cast very long for anybody that followed up, like Gene Roberts had to, like Ron Littlefield and others had to. Littlefield actually went with him on a fact-finding tour, and they said, all right, our town is sucking. We need it not to <laughs> suck so much. Let's go find another town that sucked and see what they did to make it not suck so much. They went to Indianapolis, right. which, you, which was at that time yeah. called Indian No Place. Indian No Place, <laughs> literally. And, and, and it was going undergoing this huge transformation. They said, well, how did this work? 
that's where the public, nonprofit, private, you know, partnerships came mm-hmm. in, and all of these, you know, new 501c3 charity organizations that were doing God's work out there for trail work and greenways and all the rest of the stuff. And Chattanooga had a huge resurgence. And while he was mayor, they opened the library, the new TVA building downtown, and Bridge. Moccasin Bend, yeah, water sewage treatment plant. Yeah. And, I mean, it was just a time of great growth. At the same time, he also was the guy that walked around during race riots with a pistol Are on his head. Are you talking about Pat Rose? Yeah. When I saw like a, the like headline that Pat Rose had yeah. died, you thought it meant I thought the other Pat, Pat Rose. No, Rose, no, the, no. The fisherman. Yeah. The fishing guy. No. Right. Of course, and he was used to that confusion. I'm sure he was. But yeah, he, he showed up, and, and, and it, was, it was interesting. He was literally walking around, I mean, strapped. When you didn't see people strapped, Back in the day, oh, I suppose so. so some, yeah. Something was very unusual. It's the mayor of the town. Well, if it's the mayor, I and think I would the, have a pistol it, if I was the and mayor. It, and it's and there, and it was actually, I think it was the police chief at the time, Gene Roberts, who ordered the fire trucks to get in between the protesters and the people that were counter-protesting the protests that were going on mm-hmm. during these race, you know, blow-ups that we had in town here. So a very colorful character. The is, 70s is are such a weird time where you have like you know Malcolm X and and not yeah. literally Malcolm X, but people of his ilk uh, protesting against like the actual KKK. Yeah. You know, it's just a weird time. Uh, Uvalde, of course, still in the news. Oh my gosh. Uh, I've got a lot to say about that. Well, um, you're going to have time to say it. Uh, We have the uh, police chief now discontinuing his cooperation with the FBI's investigation. Yeah, put a pin in that because we're going to talk about that. He did everything he could do and said everything he could say, and then the town had a secret town council meeting. (laughs) Yep. Where that totally broke the law. They said, well, we didn't really do anything important. We just swore in the new city council people, which included him. So he's totally off the hook now. Yeah. So now he's no longer police chief. He's a city council person. And they did this with nobody present. And they're saying, we don't understand why y'all are so mad. And they're so mad. This is, this is ridiculous. The, this guy's possibly the reason why more people died because of his call to hold yeah. them back. He is 100% the reason. He, well, I'll talk about it later. We'll get you know, into it in a minute. I was just saying, of course, you know, the, the, the teacher that was being scapegoated, and I'm going to use that word because I think that's the way it was going. Absolutely. Who said that the teacher left the door open. He said, no, the door was shut. Yeah. I did open it, but then the door was shut, and I assumed it would lock, and it did not. Right. The guy actually walked through a closed door. Right. So that teacher, he got off of his you know, crucifix and walked away. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens down there. Police um, officers are not heroes. They're not more special than the average asshole walking around. I could do this for an hour and a half. No. 25% know. of American retirees now delaying their retirement plans due to inflation. Mm. Uh, we're talking about it costs more to work, but also you need the extra money if you're going to stay alive. Three dead in southern Mexico due to Hurricane Agatha, which will become Hurricane Alex now that it has crossed over the Yucatan and is now back out in the Gulf. It's going to pick up steam and speed and strength. It's going to swing out into the Atlantic after it rolls over Florida. Oh, 11 dead be, now. Yeah, well, I, I had a feeling that was going to be low. Yeah. Uh, I, I said, watch this one. This is going to be, that's the worst hurricane that's hit southern Mexico in ages and ages and ages since 1960 something yeah, when they first but they name them in, in the pacific and as soon as they cross over they get another name so it'll be alex when it swings back around for whatever it's going to do to our southern coast down there uh city budget being discussed uh, probably will be passed next week i don't see a whole lot of fuss over that nah. um 71 of americans disapprove the government's response to inflation no surprise there no. this is very worthwhile the Clinton campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman, found not guilty, I'm not going to say innocent, found not guilty of lying 
to inquisitors and investigators dealing with the 2016 election. The Grand Inquisition. This is a huge loss for John Durham, uh, the attorney for Trump right. and his team. He spent three years on this prosecution. And it looked like he was getting somewhere, too. It took the jury less than six hours to come back with a not guilty uh, mm-hmm. acquittal. And five and a half of those six hours was nothing but pure parliamentary procedure going through the motions. Right. Their minds were completely made up when they left that room. When it comes to the, the Trump versus Clinton campaign stuff, it's it's to me it's like um, it's like Nazis fighting the Soviets. It's like, oh, I don't really care who wins. They're both bad, right? The, um, let's see, the Canadian Prime Minister, um, Justin no, Trudeau. I don't, know. I don't know about that. <laughs> proposing a freeze on handgun sales in that country. Janet Yellen says, yes, she was wrong last year when she said the chances of inflation getting out of control were very small. Anyone could have seen the Fed, that. Now the Fed. Dude. Officially, all right. Look, crawfishing. Look, <laughs> when they passed the stimulus way back, when they're like, "Hey, we're gonna give people uh, free money," and I said, "Okay, cool," but you know, inflation's gonna go way up. And everyone said, "No, why do you hate the people?" I said, <laughs> "No, I don't. I just give me my money. You don't have to give everybody else theirs. Just give me mine." And I said, "the The amount of money you're giving people now is gonna be far outweighed." I told this to Janet Yellen. Is gonna be far outweighed by the inflation that we see further on down the road. And people said, "Well, you just hate poor people, don't you?" And I said. No, I am a poor person. There yeah, you go. It's almost like <laughs> shutting down world economies for the flu is a bad idea. Yeah, last, exactly. So last, then, the, then the inflation happens, and they're like, oh, no one could have predicted this. I'm like, you idiot. Everyone predicted oh God, this. I got a cough. <coughs> I need Remember, to go home. We need to shut down the Bill Clinton said, economy. I raised your taxes too much. <laughs> well, Janet Yellen's now saying, I, I, I misrepresented the situation too much. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Everybody's <laughs> dying a miserable death. <laughs> Who could have seen this? Last two very quick. Germany raided the offices of Deutsche Bank authority German authorities literally raided the offices of Deutsche Bank wow. because they said it was greenwashing its products to investors <laughs> no. its financial products as an investment fiduciary yeah. they were using environmental friendly claims that had no root in truth whatsoever this is a huge deal greenwashing is a term I used last week and somebody mm-hmm. in here didn't know what it meant and heard it for the first time I think it was me. I don't, and, and that's what it is yeah. that's saying yeah yeah invest in green technology while you're basically you know drilling down deeper into the brontosaurus pits here's you know for, 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 for petroleum here's the thing about these things there's many things about these things, but There's this is the main thing about these things. Is What's that the thing? The thinginess. Green industry is is more or less, in many ways, a myth, unfortunately. And uh, when it comes to these sorts of things, where they say, "Well, you know, we're investing in green technology," it's so they can get a tax write-off. They don't care. They're just like, "Aha, that one's Last a carbon tax." Story in the upfront wrap-up. This is just this is mainly for you guys, and not as much for the listening viewing audience. But it's interesting. Federal Communications Commission is doing something. Mm. <laughs> They're doing something. Mark it down on your calendar. They never do anything. They're actually going after the license of Knoxville's only black-owned radio station. Why? WJBE. <laughs> they said that the owner no longer possesses, this is a direct quote, the requisite character qualifications to control the frequency, unquote. Huh. Because this guy apparently lied on his tax returns several years ago, got busted for it, admitted that he did it, paid the money back. <laughs> now they want to take his license away as a radio station operator hmm. because of this infraction, the only black-owned <laughs> station in Knoxville. You think that's going to be seen as targeting? As 
spearing a little bit. I commented this on somebody's uh, who posted on Facebook, I think just this morning, actually. Yeah. You're right. Nobody cares about this except for maybe us for us. about five seconds. Because we've known the sorry-ass <laughs> individuals FCC... that own stations all around well, the Well, and the yeah. FCC are a bunch of damn crooks. God so, God. you know, if there's, if there's a government agency that needs to be eliminated now, it's a Federal Communications Commission. Get out of here. Get lost. But what about right. uh, what about items which are FCC Part 15 compliant so as to not interfere with other Get lost. Charlie Brown's parents. All right. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. Most of them stink in opinion. And you know what else? People's home equity. Get pre-approved if you're in the housing market for that home loan. You'll save time, money, stress, and worry. 5919801, Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass. Chatmortgage.com. And okay. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss the, the, the shootings here and elsewhere very briefly. I've said last week at the last show I was rattled. My convictions are rattled. I just I don't really feel as strongly as I've felt in the past. I, I agree something is certainly wrong in this country. I can say it's evil. It's Satan. I can say it's just idiocy on the part of the you know various parties thinking they have a codlock on everything moral and ethical, and they're just you know just just trapping us inside this prison of expectations and very low bars that you have to pass. I'm just going to come up and say this. One thing that I think we definitely could do as we have positioned ourselves into this, you know, holier than thou pointing fingers and we want truth and sentencing, truth and sentencing, like that's going to really make a difference <laughs> to somebody who is in the heat of an emotional turmoil on the street in a fist fight with somebody as to whether they pick up a monkey wrench and hit them with it, which will completely elevate the crime. Mm -hmm. If they call them a name, now it's a federal hate crime while they're hitting them in the head with the monkey wrench instead of just their bare fist. So we're ramping these things up, and people want truth and sentencing as though that's going to do something. This is a situation where I think it could work if you commit a crime with a gun. You are knowingly committing the crime with forethought apparent with a weapon, whether it's legal or not legal. It doesn't make any difference. Ramp up the, the, the actual sentence and hold them to it. If it's an illegal weapon, layer another layer on top of it. If it is a, a, an advanced knowledge premeditated murder with an illegal weapon that you're not supposed to own, that you're not allowed to own, life imprisonment. Whatever it's going to be, let's decide on it as a, a, a system, as a nation, as a people, and stick with it and make sure that everybody knows because we're going to teach it in high schools. At junior level, we're going to say, here's something you guys need to know, you little idiots. If you run out there and get into a fist fight with somebody and pick up a rock and hit them in the head with it, you're going to go to jail for six months, 11, 29, whatever it might be. If you use your dad's firearm that you have taken out of his safe, his locked place, and take it and commit that crime, you're going to go to jail for 20 MF in years, brother, and you're not going to get out. And make sure that we actually stick to it. Does Maybe not, it actually could dissuade somebody from thinking about it beforehand. Does that not sound like a little bit of the uh, the crux of the war on drugs? We're going to yes. lock your ass up. Yep. And yeah, guess it does. what? Guess what didn't happen? That happened. People didn't stop doing well, it, drugs. Exactly. And we, and then we put a bunch of people in prison, overcrowded. This sounds more fundamental than just you're going to jail, son. I, I am. I'm trying to come up with. I'm trying to come up with something that we can do different 
that doesn't get down to the constitutional basic argument, which I cannot give up on. I can't say we've changed our mind as a nation. Let's ignore the Second Amendment and just do this no, because we think it it's right. I know, but day. I mean, we can't operate that like that as a country. No, we can't. No, so can't. no, 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 no. We can't. It's, it, we're, we, we're just going not going to. It, it won't. We won't. Yeah, we got to use know, our words it, properly. We can do whatever we want. This is something that could be solid, that could actually be looked at. And again, it's dealing with intent beforehand and planning. Not not crimes of passion. You at think the those fifteen year olds down by Buffalo Wild Wings on Saturday give two bleeps about anything that their guidance counselor told uh, whose them? Whose fault is it? I, I, I don't know. it's society's God's fault. fault. I, I as my part of society, I'm gonna say this is something we can do. All right. If you like it or don't like it, vote for it, vote against it. It's something we can do. Raising the age from eighteen to twenty one also, I'm sorry, makes sense to me. There's, you know, we make these random judgment calls as to what you can do at 16, 18, 21, 35, whatever it is you run for president. Why can't I run for president at 34? I have to wait till I'm 35. That's stupid. It's in the Constitution. Yeah, that's arbitrary. It's, 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 it's in the Constitution. But the difference between maturity levels between an 18-year-old that's just turned 18 like this idiot did in Uvalde and somebody who's already graduated college and is 21 going on 22, huge. Completely huge, agree. Huge, huge. Yes. Yeah. So, there's two. I think if we wanted to really solve the problem, we'd have to go back in time and kill Mark Zuckerberg. I'm not. I'm not joking. I mean, social media is certainly the biggest player in all this. In you my are, opinion. Jeff. You're wrong on so many things over the years that we disagree on. You are so right on social media. It's, it's the just, worst it, thing it's ever. Net, it's the worst. It's, it's the, the worst thing quote ever. Jeff Daniels the other day. Worst. Period. Generation. Period. Ever. Period. But, that, but it's, it's, it's cross-generational. Yeah, it's not it just now. It's not just young people. It's, it it's, it's everybody. Because people like us are, are sadly trying to be hip, and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dull moment brought to you by Guardian Investment Advisors, real professionals. Care, commitment, kindness, always ready to talk to you. 710-9199. Gary Thurman and Tide McIntosh. Clearly a very confusing time for people in the financial world, so you need an expert on your side. All right, this is a simple one. I'm going to direct this mostly to you, Jen. Okay. And you guys, all right, silver anniversary, 25 years, right? Golden sure. anniversary, 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. So how did we get platinum. the platinum anniversary? First of all, diamond should be 75. Right. Diamond should be 75. Wait, but the why? Queen, I mean, but why? The queen is celebrating her platinum anniversary. Jubilee. At 70, not at 75, but at 70, 70 years. years of, of, of service. Yes. surprised it took and her that long I to just, sell that many records. And I was sitting there going, well, how did they jump over Diamond and get to Platinum? What you know, Does she still have that coming? No, they did the Platinum during her 60th year. Yep. Back in 2012, I they had a big concert. I don't know what these qualifications are. Diamond I don't even know anniversary. This. this is how long the Queen has actually been Rain. in power. Has no, no, but, but why is silver 25? Why is 50? Don't that's just a marriage. Yeah, it's that, just yeah, a marriage. That, that's, that's silver, gold. Golden and platinum. So it's arbitrary. Very, very else. few. I don't think yeah, that whatever it counts makes with seventy-five with, with royals. So I don't, anyway, I don't think that. Ma- did, it's did, not did, about being married. Did platinum even exist when she was sixteen? <laughs> did we even know what platinum was? I was think, it part of the tiara? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm pretty sure that's a fairly new, you know, commodity. But it's on this the most planet. precious metal. Jeff. But it's not as precious as a diamond. It's a diamond's still more precious. A, a, the carat weight of a diamond's worth a hell of a lot more than the carat Look, weight of platinum. She's 96 years old. Give her the platinum. Go ahead. Give her her roses give her while the she's alive. 
It's not the most precious metal because uh, uh, plutonium is more expensive. I am just saying, okay. the four <laughs> days of events that the world is going to be watching and celebrating, this queen, longest reigning monarch in England's history, Ever. history, Prince Charles is the longest person in waiting yeah. in the nation's history. He needs to advocate. Everybody hates Please. him. They yeah. don't want him to be king. They want her to stay alive for another 187 years. I'm just saying, I'm just confused <laughs> at how we jumped around and made 70 the platinum and diamonds already gone by the wayside. I think what happened was uh, stupid Brits. I think what happened was whoever <laughs> is in charge of like the the British tourism agency was like, she's probably not gonna make it to seventy five. Well, exactly. Yeah, that, that's the point. Why don't we make something for seventy? We'll just call in it the platinum. process of keeling over right now. Yes. She's 96? leaning, listing heavily to one side. Did you see what they did on Stonehenge? Did you see? The oh, that was so uncool. It I, was uncool. That I was so that. uncool. I hated that. It was really. If, if tasteless. I was a neo pagan in this country. <laughs> I'd be on my way over there right now to raise some hell. He's picturing uh, he's some neo-pagans. Uh, Good Odin, what have they done? I mean, you're looking at Stonehenge, and there's a picture of her big mutated face, you know, staring out at you from the stone. I mean, what the hell? For those of you who didn't see, they actually projected her image up on the rocks. It's like oh, a Stonehenge. Years. Yeah. I think it's part of like a satanic insulting, like blood ritual. They're, they're, insulting everybody's intelligence. They're like cutting open babies behind the projector and stuff. Well, you know, like, if you're British, this is a pretty big deal. Okay, and that's Whatever. that's your duh. And if your you're Commonwealth. What are you doing? Yeah, we, killed, are you doing? we killed a lot of people so we wouldn't have to be in the Commonwealth. Uh, so this is normally false to Jen. On the hurricane thing, I'll say that the prediction, get ready for it. So this is something you can be doing, getting ready. 14 to 21 named storms this year. Uh, got Dolly Days going on in Ringgold this weekend. Correct. I know you had that. Um, also, this is one that's kind of especially important to me right now. It's National Trails Day coming up this weekend. Yeah. So all 56 state parks are going to have guided trails. There are more snakes, actual real snakes of concern, out there than I have ever seen in my whole life. We ran up on a couple of copperheads this weekend, including one that was directly under the boat that we were using on a little pond up in Madisonville. And, I mean, it was curled up, and it was satisfied. It didn't want to bother anybody. But if it had wanted to, it wouldn't have been pretty. Mm. We were standing all around it when we moved the boat out of the way, and it had its nose up nestled in the red clay, yeah. and it was nice Hot. and cool and calm, and so we just left it alone. But, I mean, had one misstep when we moved that boat, and Cody, my, my oldest that's living with us right now, came up on a huge big rattlesnake with about 20 years worth of rattles on it on the trail as well. So do be careful. This is the time of year when they're really coming out and sunning on the rocks and then finding that shade about two or three o'clock in the afternoon. So you need to have a walking stick and some really decent boots and be careful. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Since you brought up trails, uh, in case you missed it, missed it, Lula Lake uh, Land and Trust is getting a new set of trails scheduled to open in spring of 2023. A recent $50,000 grant from Riverview Foundation will help uh, build the parking lot, install kiosks, signage and gates, and host a grand opening party at the new Durham Trails. So that's something cool. to look forward to for next year. Durham is the little uh, ghost town up there on the mountain that used mm. to be a huge mining community. No residents in decades and decades. A really interesting place oh, I'd love to, go. to go. Oh, you've never been up there? No. Yeah, the Durham, you know, since they're directly Lake. down to Shake Rag. 
yeah. where they would pick it up by barge on the yeah. on the river. Sweet. This is happening tonight. Studio sessions, uh, chat, and comics happening from six to seven thirty at the Hunter Museum. Twenty dollars. We'll get you in there, and it's a dive into the world of comics with this beginner-friendly comic workshop hmm. led by writer Aaron Keepers and artist uh, Fend Hamilton, inspired by oh. the museum's exhibit Enchanted. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I like comics. Also today from 6 to 7.30, beginner beading at the Chattery. You can make a bracelet. Oh, that kind of $40. Funny. I was going to, I was, I was doing the same thing. I was, okay, this is going to be interesting. It's like beating? bare knuckle boxing. Beating. <laughs> I was thinking like beginner beating. beating, beating you know? Yeah, yeah you can say. make a bracelet. All right. Uh, and learn how to make jewelry. Um, Join the Bohica Club. Tail, Bend over, here it comes again. Tailgate <laughs> Brewery, which uh, is going into the where the old Terminal Brew House was, is opening uh it's opening also today sweet um at three o'clock and bare knuckle boxing in the so go down the there house. they'll have pizza loaded waffle fries and 30 different craft beer options and so on and so forth cool friday of course nightfall friday also riverbend um and that's all i'm going to say about that avoid the streets don't go don't leave your house lock your doors 16th of june uh deaf leopard and motley crew yeah kick off their tour in atlanta i was gonna say that for Uh, another day for for somebody out there i was gonna say what for what that's not that's not me cares about that Uh, deaf leopard's got a new album out that i care even less about than any of their other albums which i didn't care for at all well i'll give one more since you went to deaf leopard um on friday june 3rd 9 p.m no hard feelings bar pump up the jams a 90s dance party get it started yeah, yeah. all right come on yeah. assisted suicide at, at my house tire, <laughs> at quality tire pros we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022 if your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been stop in today let us check it out for a quality ride and one you can count on we carry great tire brands like michelin no matter what you drive or where you've driven michelin has a tire to fit any need quality tire pros on cherokee boulevard yeah, I just threw that tiny little spider on you. So you yeah, thanks. It it's, Got a I'm tiny for... little hairy arachnid <laughs> hanging off my mic here. It's, it's Russell's it tossed it onto me. Absolutely. I can feel the powers coming. Pim's Corner. Go ahead, keep on singing. Pump up the jam. <laughs> now your feet are stumping. That's right. All right, and Def Leppard. Pour low sugar on me. <laughs> Pour low sugar on me. Some stevie on me. <laughs> Come on. God. What happened to rock and roll? Well, uh, you're the one who brought Pim's it up. Corner. Yeah. Chattanooga Safety Products. Now yeah. we've been the end days to the Hungry House. Thank you very much. <laughs> Dax and company out of Chattanooga Safety Products. I had a couple of people actually stop me and ask me about my boots that I was wearing this weekend. Oh, they are nice. nice. Thank you very much. And the, uh, for all that Timberland stuff out there. Tell them we said hey. Do tell them we said hey. Pimp's corner. So BTS, the um, Korean pop supergroup, visited the White House to discuss Asian representation as well as the recent surge in hate crimes toward the AAPI community. Uh, their visit Tuesday coincided with the end of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. The band gave uh, a shout out to their army of fans worldwide uh, who are of different nationalities and cultures. <laughs> that is their official name, by the way. Yeah, yeah it is. Uppercase uh, letters, A-R-M-Y. It sounds, like, um, it sounds like a paramilitary thing. And by the way, shout out to our BTS army. If you hate Asian people, watch out. Well, yeah. no, I think it was a good thing that they did it. Um, I think it went off very well. They spoke beautifully. They're a handsome group of guys. Really? You're I just now discovering this? All, all of them I don't, showed I've up never heard with their naturally black colored hair. They didn't have 
any pink or purple or, or cotton candy? Oh, or they anything? have. Yeah. They have. One night they didn't at the, at the White House. They were very respectful. Oh, they were all wearing suits. dark suits. Yeah, yeah they, they all, looked like, the like a group of people that were. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah like they, the exactly what they looked like. Yeah. They looked like five Asian beetles. That's right. Uh, you know, they're <laughs> nice young men. And they spoke beautifully. Two hundred and sixty thousand live stream views like on the, that. So I think that that was a good thing they did. It's like the SCTV group, five neat guys. Okay, we already talked about Tucker Carlson made fun of them and and just strengthened their their standing among young people everywhere <laughs> who's this guy our canadian neighbors are looking to stop the sale of handguns if oh, passed yeah. a new law up there would essentially freeze all new handgun sales making it illegal to buy sell trade or import handguns anywhere in canada which i think is a, an awesome idea that means whoever owns one now can keep it but can't give it to anyone else most of the guns used in crimes up in canada are sold or smuggled in from the U.S. So what is this going to stop? Nothing. I hate, I, hate guns. I hate guns more than anything, but Me too. you can't buy a handgun? Nope. What the hell? What, what, are we, what are we trying to do here? Freeze. It won't be permanent, but yeah, they, they want some thinking time. Like we've not had any time to think yeah. about this. Yeah. Pray yeah. while you're at it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Wishes. I'm going to take a total left turn here. Um, congregants in Minneapolis tuned into Zoom for a girl's bat mitzvah, which is, well, so, do I have to explain yeah. what a bat mitzvah no, no, no. is? No, okay. no, 13 year olds, uh, right, it's transformation like a, into adulthood. Exactly. For the girls is bot. Yeah. It's like a quinceanera. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. exactly it's what it is, younger. sort of. Um, anyway, it comes with a steamy sideshow. One of the guest couples was caught having sex during a Zoom call. <laughs> Seems they forgot to turn off their camera after the service and the remaining mortified oh, viewers right. had to watch the sexcapades for 45 minutes. They didn't have to. Most girls just want cash for their Yeah, They didn't have mitzvah. to do it. They, cho yeah. they chose to do Not it. Not porn, <laughs> but according to Jewish law, Most sex on the Sabbath is considered a mitzvah. Or a good deed, which is what that means. Nothing, so have a nagila. Nothing gets me going like a good bat mitzvah. <laughs> exactly. Nothing gets me in the mood like a really Tradition. sweet wine and chairs. Tradition. <laughs> exactly. The piddler on the roof. <laughs> diddler. The diddler oh, on the, the roof. The diddler. Oh, no. <laughs> I love this. I love, I love this so love much. <laughs> Last week, a 36-year-old Georgia man was arrested for shooting his daughter's boyfriend. The guy tracked down his teenage daughter's location on an app. I have that app. I know how he did it. Yeah. Um, he then drove to the church parking lot where she was, beat up the 17-year-old boy, and then opened fire. His angry daughter said dad smacked her, too. The unlikely boyfriend was taken, unlucky, sorry, boyfriend, was taken to an area hospital and has since been released. The father is facing multiple cho charges. People are so stupid. What are you going to do, uh, just to slide up here on the tail end of your, 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 your segment, what are you going to do when the Depp Heard thing's over? The Johnny Depp oh my God! I'm already oh, in withdrawal. This season I mean, finale, right? Seriously, yeah. This is the season finale. It today, is the finale. Right? Yes, yeah. it is. And and they've had what three days now of of deliberations. Yeah. The jury. I can't wait for. They like, came back with one question. Um, I can't wait for like when the about credits, the headline. You know, is it, it the headline or was it the full op? -ed? What happens if someone gets shot at the end or something? Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's like Miami Vice when like the car bomb goes off and he's like, no. Um, who shot Amber? <laughs> I don't know. It's like uh, when it when it's over, the credits will roll. And created by Dick Wolf, you know. I have two more things to get to real sure. fast. Uh, you can gather your memories of Winnie the Pooh and hold them dear, because now that the popular character is no longer under copyright protection, some British producers thought it was a great idea to make a creepy slasher film about the beloved bear. 
images were just released from the film, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> okay. Apparently the story centers around Pooh and Piglet who lose Christopher Robin Jesus, and get so now. hungry that they become feral and start attacking people. Take me now. <laughs> Sounds better than a Johnny Depp trial. I was going to say, I was going to say, if if Eeyore comes on strong as one of the main, you know, protagonists, I might watch it. It's not I, a cartoon. Like it's not a cartoon. It looked. Remember we had this discussion about God. furries? Yeah, yes. It looks like that. It does look like furries. I <laughs> can't wait to avoid it. Well, you know, Johnny Depp is playing Eeyore in this adaptation. <laughs> he should be just about right. And So Johnny Depp immediately went to... Uh, the UK, the right? The UK yeah. and yeah. met up with Kate Moss. Yeah, and he had a concert. Yeah. I know. And did y'all also, <laughs> just to throw this in here because I don't have any other place to stick it, uh, Las Vegas Chapels, no it. more oh. Elvis-themed weddings. <laughs> Oh no. The, oh, no. The, the estate of Elvis has gotten in touch with Las Vegas proper and said all of your king, you know, approaches to your little chapel weddings have got to stop. Oh, We're yeah. wow. with a blanket order. No more Elvis themed weddings in Las Vegas. That's a two billion dollar a year business. Wow. Two billion dollars. Well, that means a their year. cut's not big enough. So yeah. I do have one more thing yeah. and it is related to what happened over the weekend. Um, Councilwoman Kunra Coonrod uh, is concerned about the lack of plans to address gun violence in Chattanooga. Um, at least one. Uh, I'm sorry, that was the t that was the heading of the of the um, sure. story. Let me just rewind a little bit. At least one member of city ch council uh, feels like she's less in the dark about um, about how officials are working to curb gun violence after Saturday night shooting that injured six teenagers downtown. At a Tuesday afternoon meeting, Councilwoman Demetrius Coonrod of Eastlake said she's been unable to answer questions from constituents who were looking to be reassured that the city officials are working to address concerns about recent gun violence within the city limits. She said there are limitations on solutions offered by funding uh, from sources such as the American Rescue Plan passed last year by Democrats in Congress. It's going to get worse, she says. The police can only do so much. ARP funding ain't going to fix it. What are we going to do? I agree with her. I hate to sound like the right-wing conservative hacks that I hate so much. Uh, guns ain't got a damn thing to do with what happened in Chattanooga over the weekend. It's dumb kids is what it's got to do. Dumb with kids, it. dumb parents. Do you... Do you um, I think I don't know where, where I saw this, but I think I, I saw that they proposed kind of a waiting place for kids at, at a certain hour at night where they would wait for their parents. Do you agree with that? Yeah. If, they, yeah. if, we, if we assume people are actually going to follow loose laws yeah. that have no uh, real teeth to them. You're yeah, also no. hoping that they Some, don't shoot each other inside the waiting They have to place. be made aware of all these things, which is kind of where I was going with the you know idea of more strict gun laws. If you told me a 15-year-old had an AR-15, we yeah. could have a different conversation. Yeah. Well, they, they we're, 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 we're piggybacking off terrible tragedies here in Chattanooga trying to act like we're something bigger than we are. It, it's 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 a bunch of dumb asshole kids and dumb asshole parents. I don't think we're the, I don't think we're trying to be bigger than we are. I think if you think about it in a cumulative you I'm know, sure situation. Sabrina Smedley's walking around talking about how we have gang problems. Even I don't more give now a shit. Got, Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care about Sabrina Smedley I'm and just, her I'm opinion. Saying, I don't. If, no, but I I know I, the thing is though. Oops. We we didn't think it would happen here until it happened here. With the you know the fallen five, and mm -hmm. we we didn't think it would happen here until it happened again which this is, weekend. Which is a really tiny you know? little thing in the compared yeah, to all these things is. we're talking about. I mean, yeah. but I mean, if if you, if it gets to the point where 
you are looking over your shoulder while you're at a downtown yes, exactly. function, then that's got a, 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 a lingering effect on it the economic you know, development to of the town. It is too easy to buy a gun here. Too easy. Nah. And, and I was, Downtown's the, not dangerous. The, it's the, not dangerous. The, the, it's the not safe, dangerous. The safe places that, that you mentioned um, in Sequatchie, I've said this before, on 111 mm-hmm. at the intersection with Lewis Chapel Road, pass it multiple times a day whenever I have to go anywhere, there are always people sitting out there in cars. And it took me about six months to, to eight months out what it was. to figure out what, why are these people just standing around at this intersection? Yeah. yeah, They were waiting on kids. They were either dropping them off to their significant other, divorcing, right. or they were, you know, grandparents. And they, it was a kid drop off. And that was the most convenient place. And so they're sitting around talking to each other. Mm-hmm. They're used to seeing each other, people who are weekend dads, you know. And now they've actually developed a place down in Dunlap that is a safety area yeah, for people to go and place. leave their kids so they don't have to sit there on the side of the road. If that's what they choose to do, right. they'll be okay until, you know, ride comes to pick well, them up. Well, that's been mentioned. So anyway, there's something. Russell the Love Muscle gets to flex. Pimp Jen gets her corner. Russell gets to flex, and he's got his time right now. Well, I want to uh, forward to you a article from the Texas Tribune that came out yesterday, our time, two days ago, your time. <laughs> it's hard to get uh, used to that. Uh, I don't even know. I think it's Thursday. I don't know. So the, the article says this. The official response to the mass shooting at an Evaldi Elementary School, uh, a response already marred by shifting narratives, finger pointing, and a general lack of timely and accurate information, took a further turn toward dysfunction on Tuesday. The Uvalde School District's police chief, and yes, the school district has its own police chief. It's weird, but anyway, uh, who made the decision to wait for more resources rather than to confront the gunman sooner, has stopped cooperating with state investigators and has not responded to requests for information for over two days. So the Texas Rangers are the state authority that's attempting to investigate. They're essentially the equivalent of the THP here. They're the state police. They're trying to investigate this because, frankly, we all know the local police are going to cock it up. We just know. This is, uh, this to me, is small-town cronyism, small-town corrupt politics that's now got the national spotlight on it, right? Because Uvalde is a small town. It's like Ringgold size. Very small. 16,000. Yeah, it's it's like Ringgold Shocking. Size. They have a police force that doesn't know what to do in a crisis. Yeah, exactly. Their SWAT I team, can't believe what I'm hearing. Their SWAT team looked like a paintball team. Their, the average height of the people on their SWAT team, I think, is like five foot three. Their guns looked like half <laughs> half their size. I mean, these these dudes are not like no. I would not trust them to to stop someone with with a, a BB gun. Anyway, the Uvalde School District's police chief who made the decision to wait for more resources rather than to confront the gunman sooner stopped cooperating with state investigators and again has not responded for two days. It turns out the reason for that is because he's he's not in his job anymore. He was sworn in secretly potentially illegally secretly as a city councilman they say they did it above board under the the city's charter i don't know if that's true or not uh because they didn't want to distract from the uh ongoing crisis that was going on that is that is their take we didn't we didn't want to pull the attention away from the suffering families oh and it gets worse it gets worse they said you may remember jeff touched on this that it was a teacher who propped open a door with a rock or whatever that allowed the gunman to get in well now they've had to say oops actually that's not true um the door was closed the teacher did his job it's just the door didn't lock for some reason 
I don't know why the door didn't lock, but so they tried to say that it was the teacher's fault that the gunman got in, but now they can't blame the teacher anymore. So uh, really, there's no one to blame other than the gunman, uh, than the police. They totally messed up literally everything regarding their response to the situation. And not only that, they lied about it afterward. They straight up lied about it. And they tried to stop parents who were trying to rescue their own kids because the police weren't doing their own damn job. Yeah, so but those the, parents are just as dumb as those dumb cops. This is so distracting from the real problem. This is so damn distracting. It's so frustrating. Oh, these cops, let's make these big headlines over what these police do or don't do. Yeah, they don't know what they don't know how to handle a chaotic situation like that. None of us do. Well, they're trained. What to, is the though? real problem? No, they're not really. Tra- well, the right, real problem is the AR-15s are allowed for eighteen-year-old to buy. Exactly. We're we're over. Oh, well, did the did the did a rock open a door? What the hell are we talking uh, exactly. about? Exactly. Oh, a, a door ajar. Yep. Oh my God! There's a door ajar. <laughs> what are we gonna do now? This is Ted Cruz talk. Like, get out of here. This is an ultimate. Here's what I would do situation, and you don't know what the hell you would do. That's very true. Shut up. I'm not but, talking you, but, Russell. But you no, should no. have a plan. Shut up. But they should have a plan. They, th- see, okay, well, I'll, I'll give you the official take on that, and I, I, I know where you're coming from. The police had an active shooter situation training, uh, training session like two weeks earlier at the high school, like in the high school. So was yeah. it what, 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 was it real? I mean, what, what, did half the it cops sleep through it? It's it's as real as a as a training situation can be right during yeah. school. During school, yeah. So like you can't say that they didn't know what to do. And I've looked at the Uvalde Police Department's training manuals, and it says very specifically what to do during an active shooter situation at a mall, school. Did they do any of that? Their, no. Their take is do not take away your inside knowledge of what's going on by trying to be a hero and getting yourself shot. You might actually know something about the layout that you could relate to somebody else. If you go barging in there, the best case scenario is you probably still end up hemmed up in some closet somewhere, you know, taking a pot shot when you should be out there directing traffic. Right. That's the way they look mm-hmm. at it. That's the way the policy reads. I show no fault to these police officers in this in this city. What what happens when you do something for the first time that's very difficult? You screw it up. You screw it up. I have no no fault to this this tiny town's police officers. Not I, now. I'm going on the other side. I I'm totally uh, behind the police officers in this co- in this in this community in this city in this state. They didn't know what to do because how can you know until you have to do it? Oh, here's what I do. Oh, that's a fair take. We're, it's we're, a fair we're, point, but we're 19, 19 the, children, two two adults. Yeah, that's not that's, their fault. Not their fault. Not the police officers of that city's fault. They didn't do anything wrong other than procedurally flawed. They. It's not their fault kids are dead. It's not those police officers' fault kids are dead. And that's what the narrative has turned into that five days later. I don't care. I'm going to Riverbend this week and watch music and drink beer. <laughs> I've already moved on from it. Right. Sure. You know that the Chattanooga, the Chattanooga shooting with the kids that mm-hmm. actually made national news, and Mayor Kelly was on yeah. MSNBC. Yeah, I read his talking uh, about it. I read his speech about it too. Yeah, but yeah, no. The, Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack. No, you're good. No, you're good. it's totally fine. Will you, Jen, will you not? Because it's, I can. Because okay. I can. I have a microphone in front of my mouth. I'm just messing with you. No, I think it's it's a good conversation though, and I I disagree with Brian. I think that the police are like 95 percent responsible for progressing to the point that it did because of consistent and persistent tactical errors and frankly cowardice on their point. But if I can, if I can get opinions. totally uh, silly comparison, 
in when you're watching sports, when you're watching somebody who's doing something at a high level and they can't do it anymore and they keep sending them out there and they can't do it anymore. It's not that person's fault they can't get somebody out. It's not that person's fault they can't catch that ball. They're just not good enough to do it. Right. When we put people out there who are not capable of handling a situation, it's not their fault. I think it is when they're trained specifically for that we hope purpose. They're trained. They you are think? trained. I mean, they had that training several weeks earlier. So you, you can't say that it's like, well, you know, they uh, they don't know what they're doing. They are supposed to know exactly what they're doing. And how come they couldn't do it, but one Bortak officer was able to do it? Had they only had that one training? I Maybe mean, they can have, have five more shootings no, in the next year, and we can you know, see if they, they get better at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is all. You're right. It is all. You know, a living room quarterback. Active sure. shooter drill since Columbine. Right. I guarantee you, they have. Yeah. At any rate, we we're running out of time. We're we basically will, out we will, of time. We will Sorry. bore on. <laughs> no, that's my my bad on that. No, 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 no. It's, it's an interesting good. topic, and it's well, it's timely. So, and I hate police. I don't like them at all. I was going to say, Brian, why are you siding with the cops? Because I think they're just dumb assholes like the rest of us, and I don't put them at, they're not heroes, and I don't think that they should put their lives on the line every day if they don't have to. Well, they'll, I they'll, wouldn't do it. They'll argue that, that what, is for exactly what they do. What, for for $35,000 $35, a year? Yeah. yeah. They'll argue that. You got to get a go, second job, too. Think I'm going to go right. die for back your... the blue. No. <laughs> uh, when That's why they work Riverbend. We had the... <laughs> that doesn't bode well. <laughs> the celebration of life for Smokey Caldwell down in Lafayette at Cherokee Farms. On Monday, it was actually an all-weekend-long thing. It was a regularly scheduled event anyway that always revolves around his birthday and Memorial Day weekend. And it was really, really, really heartwarming. And just uh, it was just a breath of fresh air all the way around. As warm as it was, it was it, it, there was a nice breeze. And, and, and I was telling Jen, you had all these various groups that came in. You had the musicians and the people who love music and the fact that he'd become a, a, an event curator later in his life, but you also had his family from all over the country that came in. He served in the Navy. Uh, they presented the colors to the family. When he was in the Navy, he actually went into Voice of America. This is something I didn't know about Smokey. We know about his caving abilities, and of course, the caving population was out. The rugby playing population of the Southeast was out because he's always had tournaments down there. You have these uh, various groups of just sort of um, misfit toys, the island of misfit yeah. toys, like people who are old uh, earth religion mm -hmm. believers. I mean, literally druids or pagans. They're always looking for a place to gather where they're not going to be harassed. Smokey was a, a deacon in the Baptist church, but he said, it's a party. It's just a party. Everybody get over it. People want to be able to get together with people of like mind and have a good time. I'm just going to put somebody at the gate out there and says, you don't belong here. You don't come in. Let them have a good time. That was his philosophy. Yeah. So he had all these various groups of people. The one person, I want to say this about the Voice of America, I did not know this. He actually joined up and using his expertise in communications, figured out that the best way to get the Voice of America signal back to Cuba this is the the era that we're talking about was was, was from the coast of Spain and from Mozambique mm -hmm. and places all the way on the other side of the ocean to beam it there and have it come back and it actually was a more appropriate and and targeted use of the airwaves mm -hmm. so he actually was going back and forth sailing across the Atlantic by himself with nothing but a compass and a sextant and could still find the Azores out in the middle of that vast body of water. No GPS, no no, no satellites, you know, in, in your hand. What a dude. And, I mean, I just look, he, he, he literally, they had cavers that were going to take his ashes 
to 27 different caves mm. that he has mapped out over his wow. life. That's incredible. Look, look, look here. This was just pure non-coincidence. Walker County Messenger, uh, the Wednesday paper of last week, has on the front a picture of the main opening to Ellison's Cave. Wow. Smokey Caldwell is the guy that found this opening and found Smokey's Pit, Smokey number one, Smokey number two, 500 foot down pits no, thanks. in the middle of the ground that you had to crawl through this little thing to get through. And it just an amazing story, but one of the most moving parts, and I'll wrap it up and we'll call it a day, was this gentleman, his name was Tom Blue Wolf from the local Native American population, also there in strong numbers. And he is from this uh, the Star Clan of the Eastern Lower Muscogee Creek Nation. His name was Tom Blue Wolf. And he came out and he just talked about the lay of the land, literally. He talked about Kanasaga, what it means. It means the place where we, place where we pray together. Mm-hmm. The Kohuta means the place where the rocks talk to us. The, the, the Teleco, the Hawassi, the Nantahala. Everybody thinks the Nantahala, we've always uh, transcribed it to be the land of the noonday sun. Mm-hmm. Sun comes up at 10, it goes out at 2. You know, right? There, He said the more accurate translation would be isn't the sun looking good coming through the leaves today? That would literally be the translation that would be the closest to the Muskogee. And he just had a particular way of speaking to the crowd. It really made you feel the weight of the history and the import this one man's life had on so many people. I saw people out there laughing and crying all day long, just having a good time with friends, and then they'd realize that the character that had been kind of over this place for so long just wasn't there anymore. And it's gonna stay in the family, and they're gonna keep on doing stuff, but it was just really a wonderful, wonderful time. To all of our advertisers and sponsors out there, I know we gotta wrap it up. Regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutouts. Don't worry about music or anything at this point. Tennessee American Water Company and uh, all the rest of the folks that have helped us keep our head above water, moving forward. We appreciate it. We appreciate it more than you could possibly know. Uh, like us, share us, give us a review. Yeah, constantly. Please. Constantly. We need all the Facebook, help we can get. Facebook, Spotify, Apple. Just Patreon. spread the word. Spread the word. Ran into one of my old advertising buddies this morning at the service station. Hadn't seen him in two decades, easily. And he knew about the podcast, was listening to it on Fantastic. a regular. Lives down in Blue Ridge, hmm. Georgia. Was just in town on business. And just wonderful to know that there are people out there that have intersected through our lives that listen every day. So thank you very much for tuning in to the Chattanooga Driving Show.